Section 11 of A Battle of the Books. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Battle of the Books by Gail Hamilton. Battle of Gog and Magog, Part 2. The letters from Mr. Hunt in reply to mine are inserted here for a better understanding of my letters and to preserve the unity of the drama. As I did not anticipate the appearance of mine before the referees, Mr. Hunt's were not arranged with reference to them, but have been placed here since. Several sentences concerning magazine articles are quoted to show that though I had not printed a book, I was not wholly unknown as an author at the time of the publication of City Lights, and that therefore the risk was not quite so great as one would perhaps judge from Mr. Perry's statement, which will presently appear. Mr. Hunt to M. N. Send along the book by all means, and I will give it early attention. A book from your hand is worthy attention, and it shall have it from yours truly. April 20, 1762. I have read Moving and The Friendship paper today, both of which I shall be glad to print in the magazine if you will let me. As soon as I can find some more time, I will make up my mind about the book. April 25, 1762. I wish to begin at once to set up the copy, and no time should be lost in waiting. October will soon be here. I think we shall be able to get into a volume your articles in form like Old Sir Thomas. At any rate, I shall try to do so. April 29. Why do you hop about so when you attempt an epistle? I can't find the place. Now you are on the right side of a sheet, and presto, I can't tell next where you are. A reader of your letters ought to stand on his head half the time. Page two is nowhere to be found without twisting the spinal apparatus fearfully. Why don't you have a plan and stick to it? Or are you a law unto yourself? See Hebrews. Let me tell you what I would like to do. Print in the magazine several of the articles in your proposed volume, postponing the publication in book form for the present. Moving and friends and friendship i certainly wish for the magazine your book will keep won't it meantime the papers as printed in the adriatic will not badly advertise the coming volume do you agree with me your my garden is a hit number one crowds of inquiries for the author's name beseech me but i cry mum to the myriads m n to mr hunt may one seventeen sixty two can't you read figures dear don't you know a five when you see it aren't you able to tell a two from a four unless they are labeled i fondly believed you were but as indications point the other way i will have everything in a right line hereafter so that i shall just have to drop you into the groove at the beginning and you will spin along of yourself to the end i am your serf and slave till i get the upper hands of you which i shall one day I always do sooner or later. Don't be frightened, though. I shall roar you as gently as a sucking dove. And please remember that Hebrews is not Romans, or as one cannot remember what he never knew, please be informed. Aren't you glad you have somebody who can always set you right? There is one thing about my letters, though. When you do find the place, you know where you are. 
yours i don't now what do you mean do you mean that my book is not good enough to publish if you do why don't you say so when i was in congress anything that was indefinitely postponed was as good as lost i wish you would say straight as an arrow just what you mean you need not be afraid of wounding my feelings i have boxed them up in ice and sawdust and set them on the top shelf till such time as my fortunes shall permit me to indulge in such luxuries i am rhinocerine and pachydermatis lay on macbeth or duff or whoever you are you see it is absurd for you to talk about postponing the publication of a general kind of book if it is worth publicating at all if it were what i want it to be you would rectangle it up in ten minutes and have it out if it is not what i want it to be i don't want it published at all if it is only so-so pay the way e very good i will have none of it i want it to be triumphantly good i don't want any drawn battle i want an unconditional surrender with fort guns and ammunition if i can't have that i don't want anything now can i have that you tell me i know you know i have been flattered to death all my life if the book is coarse and violent and insipid and diffuse and superficial and egotistical and worthless say so that is just what i am afraid it is and it keeps me awake nights it occurs to me that possibly you may have so much on your hands that you cannot publish it i don't believe that though people can always find time to do what they will to do anyway i can and i am a female atlas but if it were so and you would tell me that you thought the book was good i would probably get somebody else to publish it i should not like to do it to be sure i have set my heart on your publishing my first book you see as mrs browning says i love high though i live low you know if you aim at the sun you won't probably hit it but you will hit higher than you would if you made your target out of a scrub oak i don't want to go into the world through the back door i want to go in sir by the main entrance with drums beating and colors flying with bodyguard on each side and carriages drawn up in line that means you brummelin hunt is the triumphal arch and the seventh regiment but you see i am tired to death and disgust of waiting it is three years now since i took to writing in good earnest and all this while i have been burrowing underground it is almost two years since i sent my garden to the a m two years apiece for the other two things will be four years and by that time i shall be a coral reef with all the pulp of my soul dried up and nothing left but the dead shell you understand i am not impatient of preparation i am not only willing but eager to work if i thought i could be more worthy by waiting if i thought crudeness would mellow i would wait but the book is done it is not a question of improving it but to be or not to be it would be a great disappointment and i am sure a positive loss to me not to have you publish the book if it is fit to publish you would give me a prestige which i assure you i have sense enough to value and yet will not the book if it is good make its own way even if it should be born in a garret you see i look at this from my standing point only 
for you of course are too well established to be disgraced by my failure or illustrated by my success i am the only one affected don't you see if i fail it will nerve me if i succeed it will give me a point of support you understand by success i don't mean that i desire to make a sensation the public whose countenance i court would be comprised in a hundred men and women if i should secure their suffrage the rest of the world might go whistle if the hundred put me on the pedestal the ten millions cannot pull me down for it is quality and not quantity that leads in this world no matter what the world thinks i want to be out too because that thing is only the inch of an l if that succeeds i have half a dozen others city lights in the same style and rocks of offence which is to put everybody right in religious matters you don't know what my prophetic style is i tell you it leaves isaiah and jeremiah nowhere then there is nightcaps for children and holiday stories for all the holidays and stories of the old schoolhouse etc i have sent those to the tract society and all the eleemosynary institutions but they were not considered pious enough and i am afraid you profane establishments would think they are too pious so betwixt the clergy and the laity i should come to the ground with a thud from which like antaeus i always gather strength i don't believe you half read my letters i don't know that i blame you but it leads you into obvious mistakes you say you want to print several of the articles two certainly goosey goosey gander where shall i wander did not i tell you that all but those two had been printed before and the last one which you had rejected why do you talk i am going to athens to buy a new dress the first pleasant day of the week after monday would you be willing to send those two papers around to blank i can look them over and manipulate them and return them the next day if you obey the impulse of the natural heart unmodified by pressure of editorial duties you will tell me as general taylor told santa anna come and take them and i would be glad to do it and talk about these matters instead of writing but you must know that i cannot talk i say what i don't mean and i mean what i don't say and so an interview would be entirely inconclusive and unsatisfactory you will understand from this brief epistle that it is not the book that won't keep so much as it is my own self if i have said anything here that i ought not to say pray make believe that there i just remember that my little book is not nightcaps but make-believes there is a book nightcaps already well what i was going to say is make believe i have not said it i am writing in greatest stress of time for our mail goes out at unearthly hours and i cannot stop to be proper i wish you would give me a general absolution retro and prospective until this business is over yours very truly mr hunt to m n i see we must speak by the card when we write to miss won't understand this then is what i wished to say in my last clear and felicitous epistle of course your book cannot be published till the articles i propose to print in the a m have appeared there this is what i meant by postponing the issue of the volume 
i wished to say that b and h would print your book certainly but the time when must at present be unsettled for the reason above given i have read the articles now and i like them hugely they are capital stuff for a book full of all readable qualities i will not eat you if you call in here when you come to town but you must have your own way all the confidence and all the respect for the house of brummel and hunt which these letters indicate i not only admit but i introduced my case by avowing that i thought them to be head and front of all publishing houses with regard to the exemption of fifteen hundred as the first edition of city lights mr perry said that the word edition meant nothing as to number it meant simply a single issue in reply to a question he said he did not know what was the usage of publishers in this regard they had sometimes exempted as many as two thousand and had known cases in which five thousand had been exempted and i understood him to say had done it themselves one thousand he said was the usual number being asked what would be his own understanding of an addition if nothing were specified he said he would frankly admit that he should suppose it meant one thousand that when any larger number than a thousand was exempted it was their custom always to specify the number that he did not know why it was not done now and presumed this was the only time they had exempted more than a thousand without specifying the number the reason of this large exemption was that there was so much risk in publishing a new book and that this book was published in a style that was unusually expensive it cost a good deal more than any other on their list that there was no prescribed usage in such matters and they could have exempted more but had no desire to do so i had said that if it were to cost more they should have told me footnote i think this matter in detail came up subsequently in connection with the diminished price paid me for copyright but as it belongs here also i put it in all at once and footnote they had letters of mine showing that i did know it cost more but that i was so desirous to have it printed in this way that in my own language which mr markman read and mr hunt repeated with an air which showed that whatever literature had gained the stage lost its chief ornament when mr hunt went into the book trade quote, i went down on my knees to you to have it like sir thomas brown end quote. in my original statement i had said quote, when the first book was to be published mr hunt asked me what style i should like and suggested that of the city curate i preferred sir thomas brown he made no objection nor even hinted that it was more expensive than the other then came the quotations i do not recollect that anything was said about it afterwards the following books were simply published in uniform style with the first end quote this is my recollection of the matter which is simple and commonplace enough from my letters at the time however the firm of brummel and hunt infer a thrilling dramatic scene in which mr hunt was the obdurate autocrat or the wise and thrifty guardian as the case may be who like mrs john gilpin though on publishing bent had a frugal mind he was at length moved by me languendo gemendo et genuflectendo 
to lay aside prudence and launch out into a style of publication which could be met only by some extraordinary sacrifice on my part i professing to be until this late disclosure ignorant both of style and sacrifice i give my correspondence inserting mr hunt's letters to throw light on mine the latter only appearing in mr perry's defence let it be remembered that the book was published september eighteenth seventeen sixty two mr hunt to m n september two seventeen sixty two it is our intention to publish c l on saturday the thirteenth of this month not before certainly if any great excitement befall the country we shall postpone till the following saturday your new preface is pungent as a pepper your motto seems to be je suis prête give it to em any way you like a proof of the preface will go to you in a few days as to the binding of your book i propose same style as ours of a city curate gilt top leaves and bevelled boards do you like that way m n to mr hunt september three for you to set up and pretend to ask me if i like city curate style when you knew i went down on my knees to you to have it like sir thomas brown and you said you would the next book you publish for me i am going to stand over you with a grip on your coat collar from the time you give the first copy to the printer till the first edition stands on the shelf and see if you cannot be kept to something i don't know what your bevelled boards are only if you put a d in the adjective would apply more accurately and i don't want my book to be boarded up anyway and if there is anything i hate it is gilt tops and if you don't do it as i want it i don't care how it is done mr hunt to m n september fifteen we shall publish unless a defeat crowns our victories your book this week it will be a beauty and look like sir thomas brown in its red waistcoat this letter was delayed and not received till the following letter was partly written m n to mr hunt september twenty seventeen sixty two you darling traddles why do i call you traddles because you are the dearest fellow it was not traddles though was it it was his wife and she was not a fellow but a girl never mind the fact i wish to impress upon your mind is that you have tricked out my book so beautifully that nothing could be lovelier you would not have done it though if i had not threatened you within an inch of your life would you you don't know how delighted i was when i opened the bundle expecting to see those cheap-looking paste-boardy things and you had gone and done them just as i wanted you to do them and you said you would and then said you wouldn't and they are beautiful they are better even than sir thomas the paper is finer but now see i never thought till yesterday that they must cost more than the other way and i have been distressed all along and this makes me more so but listen i shall either live or die or marry if i live i shall get money if not by writing then by teaching or something so that i shall pay you some time if i die i shall leave money enough of my own to pay you and you keep this letter to show to my heirs to let them know i desire you to be paid if i marry smith of course will be delighted to pay all my debts and i shall make that the condition of my becoming smith s so that you shall not lose money on my book 
even if you don't make any which i hope you will millions of dollars but i am sure you must see for yourself that it is better to have a book look substantial and high-bred and suit you even if it does cost a little more just here comes your letter and check which was delayed in boston because you did not put a stamp on one of my friends has been questioning me about the business part of my book copyrights and contract and all that trash of which i know and care nothing foolish as this all seems to me now i can only say that it expressed exactly my state of mind it was not that i had any lofty disregard of money but simply that i was so intent on writing that i had room for nothing else i had plenty of money or if i had not i did not know it which amounts to the same thing and it made me impatient to be bothered with these outside and what seemed to me entirely insignificant matters but i want to know if by publishing articles in the a m they pass out of my hands i mean if i wanted to collect them and have tilton say publish them couldn't i i will anyway because you see though i am amiable you know what your temper is and suppose we flare up and have a quarrel what then i tell you i don't discard lines of retreat now you know i would rather have you published than anybody else supposing i had anything to be published but i want to do it because i want to do it and not because i have to do it don't you understand do you know that it scares me to see my book out in the open day seems to me it is a romping kind of a book and there is a regiment of eyes on every page and lots of tricksies and exasperatings and for my parts you cannot tell how a book will look till it is born can you i shall make the next one better shall you read it now it is out i wish i knew whether it disappoints you it does me it is crude and botchy it is so awfully unlike sir thomas brown and if it isn't good it is frightfully pretentious a book ought not to come out in that style unless it has some merit to think of blank reading it and blank and blank and blank i should like to go into a hole and burrow and blank oh dear i don't suppose they will read it but i wanted to have such a book as they will read anyway you have done your part and i want you to know that i am aware of it and not ungrateful hurrah good news i have heard of a man in s who said he was going to buy my book there is one copy as good as sold the man who told me about the purchaser in s tells me also that the dress of my book is very much admired and says i ought to be very grateful to b and h for doing me up in such style just as if i was not but what can i do about it there is a white cloud at the toe of my boot as soon as it resolves itself into a well-defined hole i am coming to athens to get a new pair i have nothing in the world to say to you and i shall not come to see you still if you should say hadn't you better perhaps i might be induced to rasp my knuckles against number seven blank mr hunt to m n september twenty three i am glad you like the costume into which we put your first-born it is a handsome baby and will go alone uncommonly early 
so it seems that notwithstanding all the importunities and posturings of the kneeling scene mr hunt was unmoved for it was after the curtain had fallen on this act that he quietly writes i propose same style as city curate do you like it all its pathos had not been sufficient to keep the act itself in mind when i first suggested sir thomas brown he agreed at once but afterwards apparently forgot it and mentioned city curate as if nothing had before been said on the subject finding then that i wanted the sir thomas he does not so much as reply but simply binds the book according to my wishes there is no sign of any objection to it on his part from the beginning to the end so that the candid inquirer is at a loss to know why i should have knelt except from native humility of spirit and taste for the suppliant posture which nobody can deny as the ministers remark we shall resume this subject in the afternoon's discourse i shall only say here what a la ollendorf's grammar i had a mind but no time to say to the referees End of section eleven